Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In Moderation. Today, I have with me my friend Jada. Hey, guys. So a quick little story about how Jada and I met. We kind of have a cool like way of meeting. So my group last semester had this like team challenge and our challenge was to create a business that generated revenue within like five days and like we had to do it on campus. So my group decided to take headshots in the lobby of College of Business and Jada happened to walk by and get her headshot taken. And we got to talking and we ended up both being in the entrepreneurship program at school. So we were able to stay connected through that. We did a fun little pitch together. And yeah, so here we are. So such a fun time. I love when we have like candid experiences, like meeting people that you like stay connected with. Yeah. Like we didn't have to force it. We kind of just bumped into each other. So before we get into anything, tell us who you are, what you're up to, and like fill us in on anything you feel like you need to start off with. <laughs> Sounds good. So hey guys, my name is Jada. Um by my social media, most people know me as Jada Sky. Sky's my middle name. Um, so all my social media is Jada underscore Sky, which is usually how I guess I brand my myself and my name. Um, I'm a senior at James Madison University. My major is a little bit complicated and a little weird. It's called Independent Scholars. So it's basically like a create your own major program where if JMU doesn't have the right combination of major that you want, you can submit different proposals to basically create your own. Wait, that's so, so cool. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. I found it sophomore year. So I started off as health science and then switched to kinesiology and then found independent scholars. Okay, that's so cool. Which was actually really funny. I found independent scholars also through a very like serendipity moment, we'll call it. Yeah. It's like my favorite word. Um, I was getting a massage at UREC. I have like chronic neck issues. And so I like massages always help. And I was yeah. getting a massage and the front desk worker was also a student at JMU. And we started talking and obviously, you know, the first thing you ask someone like, oh, what's your name? Where are you from? What's your major? Yeah. So when she said independent scholars, I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. So then she started telling me about that. Um, and I was like, that actually sounds so interesting. Could I get some more information? And she wrote down, um, just on a post-it note, her professor's information. And I reached out to them and switched my major. <laughs> so what have you created to be like, what is, what are you doing now? Like so my major is a combination of physical therapy, business and media. So cool. my major is called independent scholars. And then I'll have minors in pre-physical therapy, business and media. Technically it's British media because I studied abroad in London and I got the part. I did part of the like coursework for the media minor in London and then came back to JMU and finished it. That's so cool. Yep. What was it like studying abroad? It was amazing. Like so amazing. I wish I could just like snap my fingers and be back there right now. How long were you there? So I was there for three months. It was the whole semester. I took five classes. Um, most of them were SMAD, which is our school of media. Um, and then I did an internship too. So I did an internship at a fashion PR firm. That's so Which cool. was super cool. So I split my week between classes. Well, actually, I had classes um, almost every day. And then I had my internship two, two, no, three days a week. Two days were half the day and one day was full day. Oh, my gosh. How did you – did you have time to, like, explore and do other things? I made sure there was time. Um, I definitely am a person who, like, 
makes things happen, fits in things where I need them. Um, so it was a lot of doing schoolwork ahead of time and kind of balancing both the internship with schoolwork. There were a couple of times that I got really cool opportunities through my internship. I got to help run a fashion show during That's London sick. Fashion Week, Wow, um, which was amazing. But I had to figure out cla- – like I had classes that day. Um, and so it wound up being a lot of writing essays beforehand and some of the outings that we would go on, I went on by myself like beforehand and a lot of like coordinating with the professors mm-hmm. um, to kind of do work beforehand so that I could miss class on the actual day we were supposed to have it um, and go to the fashion show. That's really cool. <laughs> Which is so cool. Did you find that your professors were like understanding of what you were doing? Yeah, honestly, our professors were amazing. Um, I think especially like, you know, it's not like I'm making some excuse up to like miss class. It was like a very valid, like super cool opportunity that they knew was a really good opportunity. So they were really happy to be flexible and um, work with me, especially like, you know, seeing like a motivated student that like I was proposing doing all the work beforehand, not asking for an extension to go after. Um, So I think they kind of liked that. And it was great. Like all the professors were just totally amazing there and like really great connections. And a lot of them, um, like we had a professor that would fly in to teach us, like literally fly wow. in from Lithuania to London to teach us. Wow. So it was, it was really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So coming then after your abroad trip back here, when, when was this trip? Like what This year? was last fall. Last fall. So I'm getting all the Snapchat memories, you know, a year ago yeah. today, the whole semester, <laughs> that's all I've been seeing. Um, so it was, we left... Let me think. I think September. So it was September, October, November, and then we came back early December. Okay. So I was here last semester in the spring, and then this is my first, like, fall back here, I guess, fall semester back. Did you do all four years at JMU? Yes. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. Which I'm thinking about next semester doing another study abroad. Where would you go? Antwerp in Belgium. Awesome. I'm finished. So I added a business minor Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, part of my major. Um, and I've done most part of the classes for the business minor. And then they just added a minor program to finish the minor in Antwerp. Mm. So I saved some of the classes um, to hopefully potentially do that next semester there. That hopefully as awesome. long as they run the program. Yeah. Um, it should be – that should be the plan. <laughs> do you have any connections still from your trip to London from people over there? Yeah, I do. It was really great. So actually over summer – yeah, that was the last break we just had, right? Yeah, summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so m- my internship, when it was my first day as an intern there, it was another girl's last day as an intern there. Mm-hmm. And so I, my first day, she was kind of like put in charge of like giving me the lowdown and being like, this is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So then we wound up grabbing lunch that day and we just kind of like instantly connected and like <sighs> became friends. And so I hung out with her, even though we were only at the PR firm um, one day. Uh, the whole semester together we like hung out and got lunch and kept up our connections throughout the time I was in London and then she's in like a marketing um media type grad school in London her whole story is like really interesting yeah um but she's in a grad school in London and for a trip over the summer for her grad school they went to New York Mm -hmm. and so she texted me and she was like hey any chance like you'll be in New York or like can come to New York like when I'm there Um, and I was like, I am totally making that work. Like I have family in New York and I love New York and I'm always there anyway. And so 
overlapped the dates and went and met her and her friend down there and gave them a tour around New York and got to hang out with them. That's awesome. So it was just super cool. Like so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So super cool. Just like connections like that. And then the, so the PR firm I was at was a fashion PR firm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so their main, so they had fashion brands as clients. And then the people that they would like work with were celebrities, influencers, and stylists. Those were the three like people, I don't know, divisions of people they would Mm -hmm. work with. So when they would come in, a lot of times I was in charge of like showing them the showroom. And so I wound up kind of becoming friends and getting close to some of them. So there's um, some of them that I still keep in contact with like over social media. And some of them I actually gave, a lot of them were really, really great on Instagram, but like needed some TikTok advice, especially Mm -hmm. for someone, um, I guess in like my generation. Um, And so I had given some lessons to some of them. And so now like keeping up with what they're doing and still like giving them some advice. And so it's really cool, like those kind of connections. And I only knew one girl going into abroad um, that I, you know, studied abroad with, but became friends with everyone there. And now back at JMU, I hang out with them all the time. So lots of translation from London to the U.S. That's so cool. I'm so happy you had an experience like that because that sounds so amazing. Yeah, I highly recommend it. (laughs) Keeping that in mind. I I traveled this summer too, and it was like the best thing. Where did you go? I went to Italy with my family, and then I flew over to Germany, and I stayed with a friend of mine who – I met, oh, so cool. I met her sophomore year of high school. She came and she stayed with my best friend in high school for a couple of weeks. And we always stayed in touch. And it was so cool because like when I went there, we really didn't see each other that much when she was over here because they were so busy with their own stuff. But then going over there six years later, we clicked as if like our relationship just like didn't. That's so sweet. It was the coolest thing ever. And now I'm like, I want to go everywhere. I want to meet so many new people because it's so cool. Having those connections are amazing. When I was over there, we had a foreign exchange student um, in high school that came from Switzerland to stay with. And he stayed with one of my best friends in high school. Mm -hmm. And so we all became close. And when he was leaving to go back to Switzerland, um, I remember him just saying like, oh, if you're ever like in the area or like, you know, in that kind of Europe region, like, let me know, like, please come visit. Yeah. And so then when I knew I was studying abroad there, I had reached out to him and I was like, I think it's come. I was like, I think I'm going to be in your area. And so then we set it up and he was super sweet and like took off work. Um, and so then me and a bunch of my friends from London, we all went over to Switzerland and got to spend the weekend with him and oh, that's had our so own personal cool. Swiss tour guide. So it was just having those connections are so amazing. It and is. just like knowing people all over the world is just so beneficial. And yeah. Like, a great relationship to have. It's amazing. So now come now you're here and you've been here for it's your full year back. What are you doing now? Your have how has your life changed in that past year? Were you doing all the stuff you're doing on social media and with influencing before that trip? And how did your trip like affect that? So I mean totally enhanced it. It was really, really great. Like just different opportunities. I met different um you know, people in different kind of parts of the world over there that were doing similar things and, you know, as similar as it is, like everyone has their own niche. Um, Actually, some of the people that I still keep in contact with, there was a coffee shop within the first week of getting there. You know, I reached out to some places and found some places that I'd want to do some like, you know, coffee shop stuff with Mm -hmm. collaborations with. Um, And so, or cafe collaborations, I was like trying to think of the right word. I was like, (laughs) I have a name for it. Um, So I'd reached out to this one place and wound up doing a cafe collaboration with them within a couple of days of being in London, um, which was amazing. And they wound up being like my strongest like connection 
um, there and she actually they just moved their coffee shop to just a different area in London and she had reached out to me and actually asked if I could come stop uh-huh. by and I'm like yeah I'm sure, like hopefully I'm let me just hop on the plane real quick um yeah I'm like I want to pay for my flight I'll, 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 I'll fly on out in two seconds Get yeah drop of a pen I'll I'll go right over um so that that was really cool so diff- different I did a lot of um working with coffee shops and whatnot and if you want i can introduce like how i started yeah that please kind of stuff do, please do i was like i realized so, it's like i'm just yeah. gonna just jump right into it what did you do before you got influ- into influencing and then like how did you start to get into it okay so i'll give you start from square one i guess yes, please so i want to say it was after high school but before college kind of in the like weird covid transition era mm-hmm. um I've always been a big like coffee shop, like not even coffee. Everyone thinks that like <laughs> I'm some like caffeine addicted, like 20 cups of coffee a day. Like I literally like don't even think I drink one cup of coffee a day. <laughs> like I honestly, caffeine makes me feel sick. Like I don't even drink the caffeine for the caffeine. Um, it's more like the aesthetic of it and like the idea of it. And I've always just loved coffee shops and just the atmosphere. I think I'm a really like positive bubbly person. And I just feel like coffee shops are very upbeat and happy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, no one's like looking sad walking into a coffee shop. Like every, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you just, everyone's always so nice and friendly and wants to talk to you. Um, and I think I had a weird thing like growing up about like dark restaurants would like (laughs) freak me out. I don't know why. Um, I like, like really bright natural light kind of thing. And I just always associated that with coffee shops, I guess. Um, and so as I was in high school and then, you know, kind of once COVID was getting less lockdowny and like things started opening a little bit, I would go to just coffee shops all the time. And like, that would be, I guess, my source of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I live between Baltimore and DC. So DC is about 45 minutes from me. So I would drive into DC and Baltimore a lot just to try out new coffee shops. And I started posting about it on my social media, not really for any like reason or like intent behind it, just because I liked doing it. Um, and then slowly people just started reaching out to me, friends that I knew that had followed me or just like new followers would DM me and ask me if I had coffee shop recommendations. They were like, Hey, I'm going to be in Maryland for the day. I'm going to be in Baltimore for the day. I'm going to be in DC for the day. I'm going to be in New York for the week. Um, where do you recommend getting coffee? Like you always know the best spots. So I was like, I started making a list in my note sheet of all my recommendations based off of what location um, you are in. And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, this is something that I feel like I could turn into something. So then I started reaching out to places and asked them if I could come in and create some content, like literally just in exchange for a latte or a sandwich or a pastry, a croissant, mm-hmm. whatever like no payment, just exchange for free food. And I said, I would create content to post both on my own social media, as well as I could give you some of the content for you to post on yours. And then the third thing that I would do is I would say that I'd also add it to my list of recommendations because I get a lot of questions where I'd recommend going. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, you get so many no's for however many yeses and eventually, you know, you start getting more yeses and less no's and, you know, kind of starts flipping eventually. Um, so I started doing that and just absolutely loved it. Was just so, so happy doing mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, you start off with the free food and then slowly started being 
then other places started reaching out to me and asking and then I started charging and then you start slowly charging more Mm -hmm. um and then turn it into that so that's kind of how that started and then freshman year I I didn't have a great freshman year to start out with I I was very homesick I wasn't used to being away from home I'm a very social person and so COVID wasn't you know and like I didn't really have closure from senior year and I loved high school yeah um so it was a very weird transition Mm -hmm. so I wound up having a lot of dining dollars to spend um as one does freshman year right um and so conveniently there was a Starbucks truck outside of my freshman year dorm and so my excitement like I would wake up in the morning excited to go do this I would try a new Starbucks drink basically every day um and you know people are like you're gonna go broke from this I'm like nope actually it's my dining dollars I'm like (laughs) I'm so nervous and sick to my stomach from being homesick I don't want to eat anything but drinking that drinking the coffee that that was fine with me (laughs) um so I would try a new drink and I started this series on my TikTok called Starbs of the Day, um, where I would try to do Starbucks drunk, Starbucks drink every day, or basically every other day. Um, and I would review it. And I didn't really have much intention behind it, except for this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then one day Starbucks reached out to me on TikTok and asked if they could use one of my Starbs of the Day TikTok videos on their TikTok channel. And so, you know, obviously I'm just staring at my phone. Like I'm just sitting there and staring at my phone. And I'm like, Starbucks reached out to me and wants to use one of my videos. That is like crazy. And I think that was almost the turning point of like, yeah, okay, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like I had during quarantine, like I made like some avocado toast videos that like got a couple million views. And like, that was really cool. It was more just like cool, not like oh, this is like what I want to do. Yeah. But I got a little bit of like the taste of like what it feels like when a video does well. And then when Starbucks reached out to me, I was like, this is just crazy. Like, this is so cool. Um, so of course I was like, heck yeah, take my video. Mm-hmm. Like me, you know, probably should have like charged them or something, but like, you, you don't <laughs> say, you don't, you don't say no to Starbucks. Um, <laughs> when Starbucks asks you run, you say yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. That was kind of how that started. And then after that, a lot of people were like, oh my God, I saw your video and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then people started reaching out to me in the same way people had asked for coffee shop recommendations with people, people are still asking me for started turning over to what do you recommend? I get at Starbucks. People would be texting me throughout the day. They'd be like, oh my God, I'm in line at Starbucks right now. I have two minutes. Like, what do I order? What do I order? And I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, okay, go, go, go. And then I started keeping a list in my notes app of all the Starbucks drinks I tried and rating them so that I could send it to people uh, when they asked me. And so then I guess that was kind of like the coffee drink side of things. And then it kind of just morphed over to like naturally flowed into clothing brands started reaching out. And so when I would do those cafe collaborations where I'd go into the coffee shops to get content, I would wear the clothing, jewelry, makeup, skincare, whatever that like brands were sending me. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just like PR or like gifted exchanging at first. Um, and then obviously slowly transformed into paying um, and paid collaborations and whatnot. So, and it was really nice because coffee shops and, you know, apparel or jewelry or whatnot, like they're not competing with each other. Like they're different 
not target audiences, but like segment, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. a coffee shop's not going to feel threatened if I'm wear if I'm promoting someone's clothes in their coffee shop. Right. So it was a really great just overlap. Um, I'd get pictures for the clothing company in these mm-hmm. coffee shops, which they love the vibes of coffee shops too. Like, you know, that's so trendy now. Um, so it kind of just worked, worked out. It went hand in hand. So that's kind of how that started. And then I started doing some consulting um, with brands and had brands reaching out to me about their social media strategy and content calendars and what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. Um, so kind of just like different segments, I guess, of all social media, media, consulting, content creation, influencing, all of it. That is so cool. It's cool that it all just like kind of naturally flowed together. And it's something that you clearly like to do and you're very good at. Thanks. So <laughs> that's really awesome. Do you see this like being something that you want to continue to do? And like, how do, how do you see it like growing and changing as you continue to grow? So it's interesting. I feel like I get this question a lot. Like people are just like, so what do you want to do with it? Because I feel like that's the big question like in the industry. Like, is it sustainable for you? Is mm-hmm. it, are you making enough money doing it? Are you enjoying it enough? Um, and I think I've kind of had different perspectives as I've done it. I think at first it was like, oh, this is just fun. Like, why not? And then it started turning into I like this a lot more and this is like now my job basically mm-hmm. like while I'm in school you know some people have a job at the library I have a job on social media mm-hmm. um and then I think it just kind of slowly turned into my passion that I didn't totally realize I could stick with like after college or make a career out of um my plan basically my whole life has been to go to physical therapy school um after JMU and basically this past summer I realized it's probably not happening mm-hmm. and I want to do something definitely more media related but I still you know with my major it's like a combination major so the best way I can kind of give an example of it is um this past summer I worked at a physical therapy chain um a really big sports physical therapy like rehab really cool athletes they worked with um but I was their content creator So I was working with physical therapists and, you know, like having a knowledge in Mm -hmm. PT was really useful, but I was doing the content and I was working with their media agency um, to just do all things content and media with them. So that was like kind of the best way I could explain combining it. Mm -hmm. I think down the line, like starting my own media agency or I don't know if it's a thing, like a content agency, but maybe I'll start it. You can to start anything nowadays. <laughs> so Honestly, I feel like, yeah, I mean, new jobs. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of the, but yeah, I mean, I want to keep doing it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I think I re- recently realized that like I can do it after college and like the, you know, learning curve and, you know, you start off charging this much and now you're charging that much and you're like, wow, that is just crazy cool yeah, and exciting. That's awesome. And it's like, I feel like every time, you know, how many packages do I receive a week? Like so many. But <laughs> every time I get one, like, I want a package. <laughs> uh, every time I get one, I still, it's like the level excitement like shoots up. Like yeah. it's like that, what is it? Like serotonin yeah. rush. Like every time, like the serotonin hasn't dipped. Like every time it just is like. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm so happy for you. So how, before coming becoming an influencer and like having this be your full-time job, like how does the way that you have to balance your time and like the things you do throughout the day how has that changed since becoming an influencer I think I'm pretty lucky because one of my strengths has definitely always been time management Mm -hmm. like I've always just been 
good at time management. I think I probably inherited that from my mom. Um, I think I've gotten really good strengths from both my parents. Um, but I definitely think like time management has been a really big factor of being able to like do everything that I want to do. And I think having that drive to accomplish everything that I want to accomplish and fit everything in that I want to fit um, and just prioritize, I think Mm -hmm. is like a really good lesson that I guess I have built upon like over my college career and just like starting with the whole like influencing content creation stuff. So kind of prioritizing what matters to me and sophomore year, I spent a lot of time. um, I lived in my sorority house, um, which was definitely an experience. (laughs) Um, But a lot of times I felt like I had different interests than other people did. I'm not a big part. I always say that like, I'm not like a typical college student. Mm -hmm. Um, When I guess you think of like what that would be, I don't, you know, love going out and I'm not into like drinking and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times that couple hour period where everyone in the house would be out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, whatever, would be my time to film and edit and record um, and get everything done. So then, you know, the next day I'd be able to, you know, start over and have it time for everything. Mm-hmm. I think if I like use those couple hours for something else, I wouldn't have had the time to, you know, like maybe I would have made the time, like if that was something that was important to me, but I think I prioritized, you know, the social media stuff because I had such a passion for it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some of those nights are, doing homework and essays way beforehand so then I could go to that coffee shop straight from class to go film because I had already done the assignment that was due tonight so Mm -hmm. I didn't you know so it's like I always kind of give the example to like if you're waiting in line for coffee and you know we all know how long that carrier line took in Starbucks like I mean I think 10 minutes is underplaying it yeah but in that 10 minutes waiting there I mean I could go through my entire inbox, email 15 brands, post this, post that, submit this. Like I would get done in that 10 minutes what the person in front of me was like just scrolling on Instagram that whole time, you know, or like texting a friend, Mm -hmm. Um, which I also like don't want to say like, I don't want to seem like I'm like, oh, you have to like use every minute to like be productive and whatnot. Like you have to do what's important to you. But I think like those little minutes, I would just – pack in as much as possible like I mean walking to class at what takes you 10-15 minutes I would have reached out to however many brands I would have looked over however many contracts like you know just fitting in here and there and I feel like that's the time management thing and I Mm -hmm. think not being a procrastinator I think like also helps like I feel like I'm it stresses me out I guess a reverse procrastinator like it stresses me out not getting started Mm -hmm. so if I know there's a brand that like I want to reach out to I feel like my mind is like on a loop until I like push send. So I feel like that's, you know, I guess it could be problematic at some point <laughs> if you're getting, I feel like sometimes I stretch myself a little too thin, but I think there's also a lot of pros that come out of that. That's awesome. How do you know when it's time to like, just give yourself some time? Um, I think you just kind of know I've been, I mean, I'm totally like a huge advocate for therapy and like mental health stuff. And I think it's really great to um, be open about that. And I think, you know, people used to whisper cancer mm-hmm. um, and now it's like, oh, they have cancer. Like, yeah. matter of fact, 
Mm-hmm. And I think one day, you know, mental health issues will not be whispered about and it'll just be like, I think even now, like it's slowly starting to like yeah, shift, which I, I think is great. Like, I mean, I was in, I've had a therapist, I had like bullying issues in elementary school and I started seeing my guidance counselor mm-hmm. and like, I would see someone at Hopkins, um, basically my whole life and going into college, I would Zoom with my therapist at home freshman year. Um, and I think just being able to like talk about that and having those kind of skills to like realize when maybe you're stretching yourself too thin or honestly even just things bubbling up inside of you like I'm someone who doesn't want to like inconvenience other people like I feel like I can like fake it till you make it kind of thing Mm. but then having that non-biased outlet to like go talk to a therapist and like just you know like part of my issue I had to realize that like I'd always feel bad that I was talking too much like I'd want to be like okay your turn Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like the therapist is not there to tell you about their problems you know so I think like getting over that like they're here for you you're paying them to listen to you and like talk you through things and like they're 100% on your side like there's no like reason they would be against you like the only things that they're there for is to benefit you Mm -hmm. so I think like those kind of you know techniques like learning in therapy and just talk therapy and you know learning yourself how when you need a break or I mean my massages that you know got me into my major like those massages I would schedule myself for myself once a month and I would um that's something that I would look forward to and I'd schedule when I was gonna come home and that would be something to look forward to um so I guess just little techniques like making sure you know when when you need to step back and take a break but also I feel like I love what I'm doing so much with like social media stuff. And I feel like I'm doing it 24 seven, 365 days kind of thing. But like, I love it and I enjoy it. It's not like someone's sticking me in a physics lab or something and they're like, do this the rest of your life and I'm dreading it, you know? Right. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Answer what you're asking. Totally. Totally answered. Just paying attention to yourself, tuning into those things and giving time. So before we go, I just have one more question for you. Okay. If you could go back and tell freshman year Jada something that you know now, what would you tell her? Um, this is a funny one because I was literally just thinking about this the other day. I w- <laughs> you're going to laugh. Well, you're into fitness stuff, so you'll like this. Um, I wish I started a jump rope club. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not too late. Yeah, I know. My freshman year and sophomore – well, freshman year was COVID, but I still asked them when I toured JMU. I talked to you, Rec, and I was like, I want to start a jump rope club or I want to teach a jump rope class. And they were not very supportive about it, (laughs) to put it simple. Um, And I have tried multiple times since. Um, I think it just – there was one person that – I guess I could say I've done competitive jump rope my whole life since second grade. So from second grade to senior year, I went to Worlds in Norway. for a world competition so that was cool so that's, that's basically so been cool. my whole life I've done competitive jump rope that's my, my sport but obviously it's not a big thing um at most colleges like they don't have a team certain colleges do have a team but not JMU um there was a senior that was a uh, jumper that I knew from competitions when I was a freshman mm-hmm. and we had talked about like potentially doing something together when I got there and then COVID hit so then that kind of put a wrench in that a little bit and then when she graduated there was no one else that um at JMU who had you know had the background in that um so I kind of you know like I kind of just transitioned to just doing it on my own at UREC or um when I had time and I would go home 
back to Maryland to help staff Mm -hmm. um, like festivals or workshops and, you know, going back to this spreading thin thing. um, I was like, I don't know if I have time to dedicate all my energy into this. Right. Um, I guess I wish that, I mean, who knows, like if, if you really would, like I really pushed and I don't know if it was happening. Mm -hmm. So I think that honestly would have been really cool. And I think that would have been a really cool way to like, whenever I talk about it to other people now in college, it's such a transition because I used to like get made fun of and bullied whatnot in like middle school and stuff for it. And it wasn't a thing that I liked sharing at all. I did everything I could to not share it. And then when it comes up in college, it's like such a mindset mindset shift of like people thinking it's really cool. And I've never really experienced people like looking at it positively on the outside. Um, And so I feel like that could have been a really cool thing to do. So I feel like that is something that I, I guess I'm talking about like regrets I've had, like doing more with either a club or being able to teach a class or something, whether or not I would have been able to. I mean, I feel like if I put a lot of effort into it, set my mind to it, like I could have done something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the other thing is just not caring as much and like more internally caring. Like I feel like I put mm-hmm. so much pressure on myself to try to be the normal college student but then I think like sophomore year sophomore into junior year I kind of realized like being comfortable with this is what I enjoy and if it's something different than what you enjoy that's okay and I don't have to enjoy you know what everyone else is Mm -hmm. doing um and I feel like being confident in that and I feel like that's something that I would like tell other people too especially like people coming into college that like do what you want to do and like people are always like you'll find someone that likes doing what you like doing. But if you don't, you can do it on your own too. Yeah. Like you can make the experience what you want to make it. I love that. Yeah. Dana. <laughs> Thank you so much for making time to of do this course. with me. This was Thanks so for fun. Asking. <laughs> Everybody else. Thank you so much for listening. Keep practicing all things balance and we'll talk to you next time on in moderation. Thanks Bye. for having me. Thank you.